Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Morbidly Beautiful is your one-stop shop for all things horror, content-related, from interviews, reviews, top ten lists, and of course, everything in between. I do apologize for missing last week. As I said in some sort of social media post somewhere along the way, that uh, they're doing construction on my apartment building. I'm on the top floor. They're doing a new roof. It has been basically a rock concert up there, between literal music that they're playing very loud to them dropping what I can only assume is three tons of bricks right above my head every 30 seconds for eight hours a day. I didn't have any time to record. It just wasn't going to happen. Too much going on, too much noise. I do apologize. But I am back this week with a new mysterious case. Now, it's not true crime, but it is a mysterious case featuring a cryptid. So we're going to go back to some roots on some cryptozoology. This case takes place in England, in Cornwall, in a town called Manan. I think I'm saying that right anyway. And it involves the Owl Man. This is the Owl Man of Cornwall. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Now, a lot of this information is going to come from Curious Archives, an esoteric guide to our strange world. I just discovered this site, and it is fantastic. Very in-depth, so in-depth that I may need to split this into two parts. But, basically, we've heard of the Mothman. We know the Jersey Devil, the Chupacabra, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti, Skunk Ape. We've looked at a lot of them. So, why not look at the Owlman? Now, I have personally never heard of the Owlman before until I started looking for topics for this week's episode. And, well, this popped up. So, the first reported sighting of the Owlman took place in the town of Monon in Cornwall on April 17th, 1976. The Melling family, consisting of Don, his wife, and their two daughters, June and Vicky, were camping near Monon when they stopped for a picnic in a wooded area next to medieval St. Monon and St. Stephen's Church. While their parents set up the picnic, the sisters went off to play in the churchyard cemetery, which is the natural place for children of the ages of 12 and 9 to play in 1976, because that wasn't the height of, like, poltergeistism or anything. Uh, anyway, not long after, Don and his wife heard a scream from the direction of the church and saw their daughters sprint towards the family car. Inconsolable, the sisters insisted the family leave the area immediately. Once safely back at their campsite, the sisters recalled what they saw. While playing around some gravestones, June and Vicky heard a strange sound before spotting a large bird-like human hovering a few feet above the church's tower. Now later that day, Don Melling confronted paranormal researcher Tony Shields at the Penryn Steam Fair after learning that Shields was likely responsible for a lot of the quote-unquote paranormal happenings in the area. Don accused Shields of pulling a prank on his daughters, but Shields pleaded innocent, before asking if he could speak to June and Vicky about what they had seen. Naturally, being a good dad, Don refused a meeting between Shields and his daughter, who were still shaken up by the incident, but gave Shields a drawing that June had made up of the Birdman that they saw. This is the first sighting of the Owlman then reported by Shields in the magazine 14 times, along with his interpretation of June's drawing. Now, following the Melling's encounter, a number of eyewitness reports of the Owlman began to surface around the county. 
Sally Chapman and Barbara Perry, both age 14, encountered the creature while on a camping trip a few months later. The teenagers reported a terrifying beast standing within 20 yards of them, watching their campsite. They claimed that it was a large man with pointed ears, glowing eyes, and very sharp claws. Once spotted, the figure flew up into the trees and disappeared into the night. According to Shields, he received this eyewitness account from the girls after bumping into them at the beach located below St. Manon and St. Stephen's Church. This guy seems to be popping up a lot like a Scooby-Doo villain. Kind of in the same spot of these sightings a lot. And based on the drawing, it wouldn't be too hard to create this mask out of paper mache, really. But uh, I digress, we'll follow the clues as they appear. Naturally, after one sighting, there's another. And after another, well, they just start coming in like clockworks and more sightings followed between 1776 and 1995. About 20 years of sightings in this small community. However, despite this very long time frame, the total number wasn't particularly high. In the summer of either in 1988 or 1989, a teenage boy claimed to encounter the Owl Man while on holiday with his girlfriend and her family. While the couple took an evening stroll, possibly near St. Manon or St. Stephen's Church, they came across a figure standing in a tree approximately 15 feet above them. He recalled the creature being about 4 feet tall with a head of feathers, the body of a man, and a flat face with pincers on his feet and a light grey-coloured thing with long wings. Petrified, the couple watched the creature until it jumped down behind the tree and they took the opportunity to run away. Good on them. Very smart. Very smart. If you ever spot a cryptid in the wild, run away. There's a reason not a lot of people are witnesses to, you know, Bigfoot. Probably because those who actually see them are spotted by the Bigfoot and then Bigfoot rips them in half. That makes a lot of sense in my mind. Dead man tell no tales, as they say. Anywho, another sighting often mentioned online comes from an American student who claimed to see the Owl Man near the typical spots when visiting the area. In 1995, she wrote about her experience to the Western Morning News, a daily regional newspaper for the southwest of England. However, online research has shown that this article may or may not actually exist, so it's hard to say if this is a legitimate sighting or just an online rumor spread by the wonderful people of Reddit. Now, in his book, Britain's Paranormal Forests, Encounters in the Woods, Peter A. McHugh describes an Owlman testimony he received from a woman named Barbara Fennell, who ran a paranormal investigation group based out of London. A member of her group claimed to have had a meeting with the Owlman. Barbara met up with this woman she refers to as Kate, who testified that she saw with her friend Anne on some evening in May 1978. While walking home on the road along St. Manon and St. Stephen's Church, Anne began to cry and point frantically towards the church, claiming she saw a man with wings. Kate wrote her statement to Barbara. This is a direct quote from, I guess, Kate. Coming from Barbara. Coming from Anne? I don't know. Anyway, this is the direct quote. I looked back and I saw a huge birdman-like creature starting to fly towards the farm. It was sort of rising after taking off and it seemed about four feet long and had a pointy beak and huge eyes. They weren't red or anything, but they were looking at us. Here's the thing though. It had human-like features such as a mouth and lips, but with a beak where the nose would be. The wings were the scariest part. They were almost like huge black feathery cloaks which seemed to move together as it flapped. They hardly seemed separate, like a bird's wings do. 
Even to this day, I have never seen anything so bizarre as to that. And again, that was published in McHugh's book, Britain's Paranormal Forests, Encounters in the Woods, from 2019. Now, Kate and Anne had uh, hidden a hedge while the creature watched them. The only sound in the air was the flapping of its wings, which is peculiar because owls tend to be very silent when they flap because they're predators and they don't want the prey to be like, oh, hey, look, there's a bird above us about to eat us. Flap, 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 give away the position. Not like a pigeon when they fly. It's like, woo. No, it's very silent. But I digress about this cryptid who may or may not even exist. Eventually, the creature disappeared into the woods, leaving the girls terrified and confused. Kate told Barbara that no one believed her story despite rumors circulating about the Owl Man sightings. She wrote, quote, After all these years, I can only say that I don't believe that it was a bloody owl. End quote. A few common details emerge when comparing the various eyewitness accounts. Each occurred within the same area, primarily near St. Stephen's and St. Manon's Church. The witnesses were all teenagers or children when they had their encounters. And outside of a teenage boy, all the witnesses were female. They all described the owl man in a very similar way, with the head of a bird, body of man, so on and so forth. And interestingly, none of them report the owl man as being aggressive, just creepy. Once spotted, he always took off and never attempted to pursue anyone. Should also note here that they all say he was about four feet tall or long. So what's exactly going on here? Well, there's some theories. Let's go over some of these wonderful theories. Let's start with the most straightforward explanation before diving into the more outlandish ones. Any skeptical, logical, reasonable person who heard about these Owlman stories can deduce that the Owlman sightings were most likely kids being spooked by very large owls, which is not uncommon. Owls can get pretty big. I don't know about four feet, but when you're a kid, everything's just a little bit bigger. Now, despite Kate's claim that this was absolutely not a bloody owl, it was probably an owl. But let's just give her the benefit of the doubt for a moment here. It may sound like a very mundane and boring explanation. However, owls do have a long history of making humans uneasy, as we covered in one of my last episodes. So it's not unreasonable to assume that an unexpected owl can cause someone a bit of a fright, especially someone young, in the middle of nowhere, with a little bit of an overactive imagination. There are numerous examples throughout history of owls being considered nefarious symbols of bad luck and death, going against the grain of the wise owl trope. Now, we've gone over that the Romans believed that an owl's hoot was a sign of death. In Leviticus, when God is instructing Moses and Aaron on what animals are clean and unclean to consume, he lists owls and other birds such as vultures and ravens as abominations. In English folklore, owls have the unfortunate role as harbingers of doom, and an owl flying past a window signifies an upcoming death in the family. In Mexico, the Aztec god of death is associated with owls and other nighttime critters such as bats and spiders. In a 13th century medieval bestiary, screech owls signify the wailing of sinners in hell. And in some areas of the world, people believe that owls are actually humans that have been transformed by witches due to their almost human-like face, which is kind of true when compared to other birds. There's also evidence that a lot of ghost stories could have been inspired by owls. So to put it simply, owls give us the creeps, and they have for a very, very long time. But to go back even further, an interesting use of owl iconography from the ancient world is the Bernie Relief, possibly from Babylon, 1800 to 1750. 
While the female figure has multiple identifications, some researchers believe she is Urshkigal, the goddess of Kur, the Sumerian mythological equivalent of the underworld. The owls flanking the goddess are thought to represent the darkness of the underworld. Interestingly, the goddess shares similar physical characteristics as the owl man, including wings and talons while keeping an overall humanoid form. In this case of Urshkigal, the position of her wings pointing downwards was used in Mesopotamian art to associate a particular figure with the underworld. This feature is also mirrored in her owls and can be found in different iconography of Mesopotamian demons such as Pazuzu. A recent example of owls unsettling humans comes from a 2017 viral video from India that had viewers convinced the film showed two white gangly aliens with large soulless black eyes. In reality, the aliens were actually baby owls between two or three weeks old. An ornithologist, Kevin McGowan, explains why the owls in the video look so terrifying. According to McGowan, baby owls take time to grow their feathers, making them appear almost naked and white in the video. And unlike other types of birds, owls have eyes on the front of their head, which appear more prominent and alien-like when the owls are still very young. Most disturbing is the bird's posture, which makes them look humanoid instead of like birds. However, McGowan points out that these owls are likely startled, so their vertical posture is a result of shock. However, it isn't unreasonable to watch the video and feel a little disturbed. It really goes to show that sometimes owls are just plain creepy, even when they're babies. I mean, baby animals in general look kind of creepy or weird. I mean, rabbits look like little old men when they're babies like little tiny little men with little beards and mustaches. It's very funny, but also a little off-putting if you're not expecting it. Now, in an interview with Inverse folklore historian Adrian Mayer attributes the fear of owls to an eerie silence of an owl's flight and their sudden piercing cry. She says, Just the fact that you don't know where it is, but you hear this terrifying sound, that's pretty scary when you think humans once lived in the dark. The anatomy of an owl is also unsettling. While owls are known for being able to turn their heads 270 degrees, their eyes are also tubular. Tubular. Which means they are fixed in place and unable to move around. In order to see around them, owls have to turn their head, so they're always looking straight forward. Now, I guess that would be pretty unsettling. If humans did that, your eyes couldn't move side to side or up or down. You had to move your neck and turn your head almost all the way around to look at somebody. Yeah, that'd be creepy. That'd be very weird. <laughs> Heebie-jeebies, just thinking about it. Now, owls don't often attack humans. Just like any bird or any predator, they can become defensive of their territory and nests, but humans are just strictly too big for them to be prey. So why would we be afraid of owls? I don't personally get it. As that historian or ornithologist or folklorist said, humans used to live in the dark. They're silent predators who come from above. Maybe, just maybe, they could get a baby? I mean, there's reports of large eagles swooping down and taking small dogs, maybe even children, even though I'm pretty sure those are just like creepypastas. But why are we afraid of them? Why would you be afraid of an owl? If I saw an owl, I'd probably shit bricks because I'd love them so much. I would be like, oh my god, I lost all bodily functions. But these people are shitting themselves for a different reason. It's because they're afraid. So what makes this particular owl sighting a little more scary than usual? Hmm. So if theory number one is that it's just an owl and not an owl man, what's the next theory? Well, naturally it's aliens. 
I mean, let's face it, some owls do have a very alienistic face like the video we just talked about. They have a peculiar and somewhat creepy association between owls and aliens and the possibility that an owl man was actually an alien. Remember, this is also prime alien time in the 70s. This is when people were like getting kidnapped and abducted and all sorts of crazy shit. But let's just talk about it a little bit more. The owl alien connection was a popularized one by the 2009 horror film The Fourth Kind, which frankly scared the shit out of me. There is a scene in that movie in which somebody turns on like a tape recorder and there is this blood curdling scream. Just thinking about it right now, I've got goosebumps fucking terrified me for some reason. And I've seen almost every horror movie you can probably fucking think of that I've not been scared by. But there's something visceral about that scene, that scream, and I had to turn it off. And I know I'm not the only one. I've spoken to people who had the same experience. I digress from my personal shit. Let's just get back to the Owl Man. Now, before the movie came out, there were reports of owls showing up before alien encounters. While digging through the archives for UFO research, Swedish UFO researcher Haken Blomqvist uncovered a number of curious reports supporting the connection between owls and UFOs. In the summer of 1980, Ingvar Oskar Johansson was driving near Blomstermala, and I deeply apologize to my Swedish listeners because I butchered that. Anyway, while in Sweden, driving past this town I'm not going to say again, he saw a sudden burst of blue light and an owl landed on his windshield. Blomqvist writes, The face of the owl appeared very human, and this scares Ingvar as he feels like the owl is looking directly at him. Also from the archive were the stories of two men traveling through Dalarna in the summer of 1966 when they came across an owl sitting on a post at a rest stop. The two men claimed that about 150 meters above the owl was a large silver-colored craft. Hmm? Hmm? In an interview with Vice, author Mike Cleland suggests various eyewitness reports he received for his book The Messengers supporting the strange connection between owls and extraterrestrial encounters. One such witness named Ron Johnson recalled a time when an absurd amount of owls took over his mother's front porch. For many days, the owls remained in front of the house, and one had a habit of always watching Johnson leave in the morning for work and return to the house in the evening. One night at midnight, Johnson felt a sudden urge to leave the house, and when he did, he saw a four-foot-tall owl standing at the end of his driveway waiting to exchange stares. Cleland said that these types of encounters aren't uncommon. It's interesting that the concept of a human-sized owl isn't restricted to the owl man, but also appears in obscure UFO reports. So what exactly are owls meant to be? Are they tools for the aliens to keep eyes on the humans? Can aliens themselves shapeshift into owls? Now while the reason why is suppo- I don't know what that voice was, I'm sorry. While the reason why this is supposedly happening is never answered, McHugh's aforementioned book, The Paranormal Forest One, proposes a different reason for the potential connection between owls and aliens. Quote, It has been suggested that aliens are able to influence the minds of people they abduct, substituting more palatable, conventional imagery, like deers or owls, for what would otherwise be a traumatic recollection of the abductors. These supposedly false recollections have been referred to as screen memories. That's a very interesting theory. Now, if these screen memories are at play in the case of the Owl Man, the creatures seen around the churches, St. Stephen's and St. Mawan, 
could be aliens that have replaced the true image of itself with the image of something more familiar and normal to humans, aka an owl. But the trauma from the event isn't completely forgotten, manifesting in bizarre humanoid owl hybrids that the owl man witnesses claim they saw. Now we can't stress the connection between owls and UFO sightings and aliens enough. It's not a common discussion among the majority of ufologists. So this idea is far too crazy for even them. But it is another interesting example of owls falling victim once again to the antagonization of humans. It is possible Owlman was an alien. Maybe. Maybe it's a botched screen memory to cover up the creature's true form. Or maybe that's just what aliens think owls look like. Small humans with wings. I don't know. I don't know. Other theories go on to suggest that maybe this is just another version of the West Virginian Mothman. Maybe they're the same creature. Maybe they're omens for doom. They're both humanoid creatures with wings and eyes. The difference is the Mothmans grow red. However, barred owl's eyes appear to glow red in the dark due to their large concentration of blood vessels around their eyes. Eh, could be, could be just another North American version of an owl. Not all species of owls are all over the world, so maybe, maybe. And apparently that area around West Virginia has a large concentration of barred owls. One last theory I have is that it's just kind of a hysteric situation. Now we can think back to the dancing plague where people are like, oh, that person's dancing, so I'm going to dance. Now everybody's dancing and it's more of a mass hysteria thing than it is an actual thing thing. But... Who knows? Who knows? Maybe these kids, like I said, saw a large owl, misunderstood just how large the owl was due to lack of scale, or maybe thinking the church is bigger than it was, or smaller than it was, therefore giving the owl a different appearance than its actual size. Or maybe there's an actual owl man out in Cornwall, in the southwest of England. I don't know, what do you think? Have you ever had any experiences with weird cryptids? Any Englishmen out there who have seen the Owlman for themselves while driving through the countrysides of Cornwall, let me know. Now before we wrap up, I do want to share one experience I've had. Now I've talked about this time where I swear to god I saw a UFO while driving back from my girlfriend's house 15-ish years ago. Ish. 12 years ago we'll call it. I'd never realized this before. And I don't know what the timing was because it was a long time ago, but it was in the same time that I saw my first ever owl in real life. Now I don't know how many months or years or days or weeks apart this was, I don't think it was the same few months because it was snowing when I saw the owl. There was a snowy owl perched atop a telephone pole in the parking lot of my work. And then I had the experience with the UFOs probably in the summer of the same year. Now I could be mistaken and I don't know what series of events actually occurred first, but this has got me thinking about those two interactions that I never placed together before. So next time you see an owl, look a little bit higher. Maybe, just maybe you'll see a UFO. But that's all I got for you this week. My name is Casey and this has been the Ominous Origins Podcast. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a 5 star rating on Spotify's mobile app. You can do so by just clicking the little 5 star button. You don't have to leave a review. In fact, there's no review option. It's nice, simple, clean and easy. All you have to do is listen to any 30 seconds of any episode, and you'll be free to leave that little rating. You can still go the traditional route and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. 
Any five-star reviews will be read out on the show, so it's a great way to get a shout-out, and that goes for the five-star rating as well. If you did do that, shoot me a message on any social medias, which are coming up now. You can find me on Twitter, at HorrorShotsProd, on Instagram, at OminousOriginsPod, or on Facebook, at HorrorShots. So, until next time...